everybody. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. Well, today, as we continue our series looking through the book of Daniel and think about how we can know God's faithfulness in this new normal and in a new culture, today's passage wouldn't seem to be out of place in a soap opera. The drama and the tension is palpable. The crisis is real for Daniel and his friends. But even in the midst of a crisis, as we heard about last week, in a strange land, God is still with Daniel and he is still in control of the situation. We often become much more aware of God when we are facing a crisis. Our faith is refined in the fire. The more we step into the heat of a crisis, the more we see and know God's faithfulness. This was true for Daniel and it remains true for us today. One of the privileges of my job is that I have the opportunity to sit down and chat with people when life gets tough. And as I listen to these stories, I hear the pain, I hear the hurt and the anxiety for the future. But as I chat to people time and time again, I'm also amazed as they share that even in these challenges that they are facing, they've still seen God's hand at work in the midst of a crisis. God has provided for them at just the right time. God has lifted them from where they were at their lowest to a point that's nowhere near where they were. God has given them a new hope and a new purpose, even in their hardest moments. Time and time again, I've heard stories of people seeing God in the crisis with them. Even in times of crisis, when we see no way out of a situation, God is still faithful. And regardless of where we are, never mind the culture that we find ourselves in, God is able to break through into that crisis and reveal just how worthy he is of our praise. And so this morning, let me start by asking a question. Where are you facing the impossible in your life today? Are you, where are you feeling as if you're out of your depth? Where is the pressure on for you at this moment? Where are you struggling to be able to see a way through this situation that you find yourself in? If you're not facing that intense impossibility today, then can I ask you to remember the last time that you were in this situation? Part of our humanity is that we will all experience times where we can't do what we want to do or we just simply don't know what to do. It's part of our humanity that we will find ourselves facing the impossible at some point in our lives. Do you know, though, that even when you are facing the impossible, there is still hope for you? 
I don't know the circumstances of everyone who is watching our service today, but if you are facing the impossible, if you are identifying with that sense of pressure and uncertainty this morning, please know that you are not alone. You can have hope today in the midst of all that you are facing. Daniel, here in this passage, found himself in an impossible situation. The king was not only consumed with fear and worry, but he was livid and burning with rage that his advisers couldn't tell him what was wrong. Now, you might be like me and have a little bit of sympathy for the king's advisers. I don't know if you've ever gone and booked a doctor's appointment and been called through to see the doctor in his room. You've sat down in the chair and the doctor said, tell me what's wrong with you. And you say, well, before I tell you anything that's wrong with me, how about you tell me what's wrong with me because you're the doctor and you know. I suspect none of you would ever expect a doctor to be able to tell you the diagnosis without first explaining the symptoms. But that's exactly what King Nebuchadnezzar expected his advisors to do. And the advisor's response is, Telling and understandable. In verse 11, they reply to the king saying, what the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods. And they do not live among men. What we see in this passage is the frailty of humanity. And the frail, that, this frailty is true in every culture, in every season, in every time. The great, powerful King Nebuchadnezzar is terrified because, as we'll hear next week, he's seen a dream that is full of destruction. He might not yet know what it means, but even the mighty king is experiencing the frailty of his own life. He might be the king. He might be powerful. His kingdom might be strong, but his life is frail. He will not live forever. Likewise, the king's advisors are not only facing the frailty of their lives, but they are also recognising the frailty of their own abilities. No matter how hard we might try, no matter what they might do, they cannot do what is being asked of them. They are facing the ultimate impossible situation. What the king's advisers failed to recognise was that even when they were facing the impossible, there is still hope. And this is true for us today, just as it was for Daniel and his friends in this passage. You might be facing the impossible. You might be all too aware of your own mortality as we go through the, the, the course of this pandemic or the limits of your own ability saying, God, I know where I want to get to, but I just can't get there on my own. But the God who the advisors told King Nebuchadnezzar does not live among men is indeed living and moving and in control of our world. It's just the advisors didn't know the same God that Daniel knew. Daniel might have been living in a new land, 
God's people might have been defeated and humiliated and sent out into exile, but God was still moving. God was still working. God was still able to make the impossible possible. And today we, have, we can have even more confidence than Daniel did as he spoke to King Nebuchadnezzar as his life was on the line, that God is still present. God is still in control. As we face the impossible today, whatever that might be for you, we can know for sure that God is not distant We can be positive that the God who is able to make a way and bring breakthrough into our world and into our lives is living amongst us, is living with you today. And we can have this confidence because of Jesus. God sent Jesus down into the world to lead the way. Through Jesus, God broke through the most impossible of impossible situations as he died on the cross and reunited us as a broken and a sinful people with the good righteous perfection of God that we might know him and be called his sons and his daughters and live in union with him and beyond the grave as Jesus died and rose again and ascended into heaven God is still with us today After he died on the cross, Jesus promised that he would never leave us alone to face face the impossible on our own. Instead, he sent his helper and through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can know that God is present with us today. And not only is God present, but he still remains able He's able to do great things, as we've already affirmed in our worship this morning. When we are facing our own mortality, when we're facing the limits of our own ability, we can still have hope. As Ephesians 3 tells us, through him, he can do a measure, or we can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work in us. Where are you facing the impossible? I know that as a church we are facing some impossibilities at the moment. We are trying to raise enough funds to be able to continue the community pioneering work that we started that seeks to take the hope and life of Jesus out into the community and to the people who need to hear it the most. This, cost, or this could cost us up to £50,000 a year. It's an impossible task for our church budget on, its own, on, on our own. But God can do it. We are looking at redeveloping and investing in our buildings and making them a resource that, will become, uh, that means they'll become a blessing for the community and facilitate our church life together for the next 50 years. The bill for this project is still being worked out, but it's going to be an awful lot more than £50,000. It's impossible in our church budget, but God can do it. We have a community dream to step out into our church, or from our church and into the community, 
and take the good news of Jesus to the lonely and the isolated. We want to do more to draw alongside those who are, support, who are experiencing mental health issues. We want to reach out to the young, uh, uh, and young people in North Cambridge and to the youth in this area. We have a huge dream. And we might feel that it's impossible for us to achieve it on our own. But God can still do it. There are some of the situations that we're experiencing as a church. But where are you experiencing the impossible today? Where are you aware of your human frailty, of the lack of your own abilities? The things that you'd love to do but you can't do on your own. This morning, can I invite you to know the presence of God in your life today? Can I invite you to not just tackle these issues in your own strength, but to tackle them in God's strength through the power of his spirit living and working in your life? For he is able to do more than you could ever dream or imagine in your life. And this is the key solution to facing the impossible, to going through a crisis and turning to worship. We cannot do this in our own strength. Rather, we need to rely on God's strength. And if we are out to overcome our own weaknesses and our own frailties, then we need to turn to God and pray. As Daniel hears about the king's decree to kill all his advisors for failing to live up to his irrational demands. This is how he responds. Daniel doesn't stress, he doesn't run away. Instead, he asks for time. He walks up to the king and he confronts him and effectively, and in the midst of effectively having a death sentence over his life, says, how can I help you, king, to understand this? And maybe there's a message for us today in how Daniel acts. Where we see an issue and where, there is, where we see the frailty of our humanity, rather than running away from it and failing to address it and thinking it's too big and too difficult for us, maybe instead we need to take a page out of Daniel's book and be brave and be bold and be wise and walk towards that issue and, and confront it confident that as we do so, God is with us. Having spoken to the king, Daniel returns home and gathers his friends around him. And as they gather around, they pray like their lives depended on it because their lives did depend on it. As a church, we have a, a vision and a dream of the future. We have a vision of what God could do in and through us. And it might seem impossible, but if we are to see it become possible, then we need to get down on our knees and we need to be a people of prayer together. This is why we're having a, prayer, uh, a week of prayer this week. If we want to see the good news of Jesus, go out into the community to people who would never normally engage with the church and we want to see Jesus transform their lives, then we need to be a church that gathers together to pray that that would happen. 
If you want to see these buildings transformed and become a beacon of hope and life in this community for the next 50 years, then will you join me in praying for that to become a reality? If you want to see our community transformed as the sick and the lonely and the young in our community all engaged with the good news of Jesus, will you join me in prayer that we would see that vision fulfilled? But notice too that prayer is not a communal activity, or it is a communal activity. Daniel didn't go off to the king and say, King, I've got your back. Just give me some time so I can go and pray and I'll sort this all out for you. Instead, Daniel gathered around with his friends and they gathered to pray together. This week, we're going to have lots of opportunities to pray together. There is a prayer guide on the church hub for you to go and get access to so we can all pray together each day of the week for uh, specific things in the life of our church. Tonight and on Tuesday and on next Sunday evening, there are going to be opportunities for us to gather together and to pray together. Will you come and join us as we pray and as we worship together? Because it is as we pray that we see God do the impossible as he works his way out through us by the power of his spirit. But let's not just think that if we do a week of prayer, that's going to solve all our problems. But let's keep this this desire to pray, this desire to rely on God as a hallmark of our lives as we follow Jesus. We regularly gather to pray together as a church family. So will you come and join us when we do? When we pray on a Sunday evening, will you come and join us? Will you join us with praying the Lord's Prayer each day? For those of you who are maybe newer, we as a church want to pray together regularly. And so on uh, each day at 8 o'clock or in the morning or 8 o'clock in the evening or 12 noon, we stop to pray the Lord's Prayer together and set an alarm so that we are reminded to pray. Will you join us in praying each day together? A healthy church is a praying church because a healthy church steps out into the impossible because we know that when we depend on God, he can make the impossible possible. And so let's draw near to him and pray that he would come and do his thing in and through our lives. Where are you facing the impossible? Where are you in crisis? In all that we face in life, may we turn to God in prayer. Not just because we have no other option, but let's turn to God because we have faith. Faith that as we come to him and pray, He has the ability to make the impossible possible. And finally, as God breaks through, Daniel responds with praise. And may we follow Daniel's example and worship and praise our God for who he is and what he has done. In September, churches often have vision services as they set out their hopes for the future And today we've talked about some of our dreams. We've identified some of the impossibilities that we long to see God break through. 
But when I think about the vision of our church, ultimately, I want us to be a church that is full of praise. Because this is ultimately what church is all about. We exist to worship God. Worshipping Jesus is the ultimate vision of our church. We want to see who God is. We want to see how he works himself out or his ways out in our lives. And we want to respond to him with praise and adoration and thanksgiving. Everything we do as a church is to point people to Jesus that they might also worship him. No matter what we face in our lives, may we be a church that is full of joy and life as we give all the praise and all the glory back to the God that we have come to know and love and worship. May we sing and shout for joy. May we tell of the wondrous things that God has been doing through our lives. May we praise God because we have faced the impossible and seen what God has done for us. We've seen how he has made the impossible possible and turned a crisis into an opportunity to worship. God is already at work. He is already moving. He's already done the impossible. In Jesus, we have the victory. We have hope. We have life. We have a reason to praise. So may we go out into a new church year. May we go into the rest of our lives and respond to God with worship, praise and adoration for what he has already done in our lives. And as we praise him for what he's done, let's also praise him for what he will do in the future. As even in the midst of a changing world, we can have faith that our God is able to take a crisis. He's able to take the impossible. He's able to do what God alone can do. And leave us left in awe and wonder, singing praise and worship for our God who can transform the impossible and make it possible. Let's pray together. Father God, as we think of this passage today, I'm conscious that there will be many of us who will be in one way or another recognising and appreciating that challenge to of knowing our own human limits. In this time, we've become all too aware of just how precious life can be. In this time, we've recognised just how easily are are the limits of our own human abilities. And for Lord, Lord, for those this morning who are facing the impossible who are finding themselves anxious and uncertain about what the future holds, Lord, we pray that you would give them a sense of hope in and amongst the crisis. Lord, we thank you that the crisis does not have the ultimate power you do. And Lord, we pray that you would be moving and working in that situation. Lord God, we pray that we would continue to not rely on our own abilities, but that we would rely on your ability. 
Lord, we thank you for that your way is good and perfect. And so, Lord, we want to be a church that is committed to coming to you in prayer and seeking your way and seeing what you want us to do in our lives. So, Lord, we pray that we will continue to approach you, that we will continue to pray to you, knowing that as we do so, we can have complete trust, complete faith that you are more than able to break through even into the hardest of situations that we bring before you. But Lord, in and through it all, may we never cease to praise you. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for what he has done for us. We thank you for how in him we see that he has broken the power of death. He has given us hope beyond the grave. Lord, we have so much to praise you for. Lord, may we as a church never cease to praise you. And Lord, through us, may we be a vessel of your, uh, of your, your love and your power pouring out through us that through us more and more people may encounter you and in turn respond in praise, never ceasing to praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.